I was in chronic pain. And my family struggling to make ends meet, food and gas prices going up, even keeping my job was iffy. Then I learned about a new miracle drug made in Washington, D.C. Spend it all. Spend it all is Washington's answer to all the painful problems Americans face. How to borrow $800 billion for a stimulus that didn't create jobs or fix the economy? Spend it all. Spend it all is not for everyone. Side effects may include a mountain of government debt piled on our kids, a sudden loss of freedoms, higher prices for everything, leaving our kids a lesser America than we had. Ask your doctor or congressman if your conscience is strong enough for spend it all. And it's so popular in Washington, we have to borrow, I mean import trillions more of it from China. Spend it all makes you feel better now and pushes off the really bad stuff till later for them to deal with. Call the White House and Congress. Tell them, stop spending it all. Hello there, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby, connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. This is March 22nd, 2017. And today, there was an incident in London. And with all these types of incidents, it's hard to say whether it's real or a false flag, so I don't want to comment one way or another until more information is available. Um, But I do want to talk about the Senate intelligence hearings the day before yesterday. We had the testimony of James Comey, director of the FBI, and Admiral Mike Rogers answering questions at that hearing. I'm gonna only talk briefly on the actual testimony because I want to demonstrate how and why these two are not being honest and are in fact part and parcel to the ongoing propaganda of not only the demonization of Russia over its alleged hacking or influence over the presidential election, along with other false charges cast Russia's way, but the equally farcical accusations that Trump and anyone or everyone around his administration are Russian stooges. Once again, Renegade Nation, we are witnessing a civil war within various government factions, not only in the U.S., but across the Western world. The elite-controlled state, the deep state that has been calling the shots for many, many, many decades is falling. Its power is disintegrating as the exposures provided by, you know, those like WikiLeaks uh, and Snowden are beginning to take these criminal structures down on many levels. And that's why we're seeing all this outlandish behavior, flagrant lies and propaganda to confuse the masses of people trying to follow it. This is only the surface play that we're seeing, obviously. What's really going on is much deeper and much more sinister. So if you're watching or reading a lot of this stuff, do so in good humor like you would a dark comedy, because that is what it is. Although I will say this dark comedy is actually very, very serious. The fate of those in influential and powerful positions are facing their potential demise, not just by Trump himself, but what he represents. Once again, though, I want to state that the jury is still out, in my opinion or perception of Trump. I mean, anyone who gets to this position of power has alliances that are not necessarily clear. But I just want to go into this current situation because it's lunacy. 
A quick example of some of the shenanigans that mainstream media are pulling. I was reading an article yesterday by uh, Martin Armstrong where he talked about how the mainstream media who utilize both print and online media outlets, right? Their modus operandi is that they will take an article which is covering something controversial, like what's happening right now, that comes out in the print edition. Then someone will read this article and talk to someone else who hadn't read the article. Uh, That person will then go online and do a Google search if they're interested and want to read more about it. But the online version of the print article is different. Now, this can only be explained as a way to further confuse the public. They've been doing this for some time now, but it's happening more and more often these days. For example, Martin talked about the time when uh, a movie called The Forecaster, which was based on Armstrong, was being released in Britain. Uh, This movie, The Forecaster, well, (laughs) we here in America have never seen this movie, and it's about an American. (laughs) <laughs> the company that bought the distribution rights to put the, put it in theaters across the U.S. refused afterwards to release it. The Netflix's upper management refused to put it up on their system. This movie, I imagine, since I haven't seen it, is most assuredly about Armstrong's software system called Socrates, which Martin developed. It analyzes vast amount of data not just what is happening like in the stock markets and other such indicators, but what's happening in broader cycles. And his work is so accurate, he was actually arrested some years ago so that they could pressure and intimidate him into relinquishing his software system, his baby, to government intelligence. They even threw him in prison without charges, and he was in there for about seven years. Uh, But they released him finally because they couldn't continue holding him. They'd already gone far beyond any possible reasons to hold him, which they never had in the first place. Martin had drawn a line in the sand and he refused to surrender his patents and his operating system to them. I think it's actually a miracle he's still alive. But uh, Martin has many devoted clients around the world, including governments and corporations, and his work at predicting economic, political, and social cycles across years and even decades is so very reliable and accurate, he has ever-growing numbers of followers worldwide. So in his article where he revealed the, you know, the shenanigans being done by mainstream media's alteration of Uh, articles between the print and the online outlets happened to him while he was in Britain for the Forecasters movie release there. Oh, isn't that coincidental? (laughs) Friends and associates emailed him saying they saw an article, a print article in a London journal that was attributed to him with his picture over the article. This was supposedly an article he had written. But the article was opposite of what Martin would ever say. So, Martin looked up the article online, and there was the article attributed to Martin Armstrong, but the picture was not of him, but someone else. This coincidentally coincided, once again, with the release of the revealing movie based on his experiences as a forecaster and his impeccable work and illegal incarceration as a result. But I mention this because I want to convey how mainstream media is creating confusion on so many levels, not just propaganda alone, 
but changing an article's contents between the print and online forums. They're keeping us all in the dark, deliberately and with malintent. Ah, God. I'm taking a break momentarily. Uh, When I come back, I'll talk a bit more on the FBI's Comey and Admiral Rogers testimony the other day. I'll be right back. This is Everly Isby. What are you people? On dope? It's perfect! Shh, 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 shh. Do you hear that? It's the winds of change. Well, hello again, Renegade Nation. This is Everly. And, uh... I just wanted to say that, you know, in the first part, uh, the first part of this, I should actually say, is an article uh, from Paul Craig Roberts, Dr. Paul Roberts, and he is so right in this analysis, I'm uh, paraphrasing from it. Um, Dr. Roberts said that both Comey and Rogers declared falsely that Russia had invaded Ukraine and seized Crimea by force. I'm sure you've all heard that over and over and over again. If Comey and Rogers are so poorly informed that they believe (laughs) that that they are unfit for office, in actuality, Renegade Nation, I don't believe they actually believe these outright lies they're blatantly telling. They are politically motivated to distort the historical record to support their criminal agendas that threaten world peace. They are intentionally lying to convince the public that Trump and Russia are a threat to this nation's security. Old story. Reminds me a lot of the past witch hunts, you know, like, such as, you know, remember the McCarthy era Red Scare that destroyed so many people's careers and lives back in the 1950s. You know, but I've talked a lot about the true history surrounding Crimea and the Ukraine in past shows. So I'm not going to go over it again in any great detail, but there may be some new listeners out there that maybe are unaware of this, so I want to cover it briefly. So to set the record straight, Crimea has been a part of Russia for over 300 years. Russia has a major strategic naval base in Crimea on the Black Sea there, so there's always been a military presence there. When the U.S.-backed coup of the Ukraine occurred in 2014, installing an unconstitutional Nazi regime, Crimea overwhelmingly voted in an open election. The people voted to get out of the Ukraine and go back home to Russia, as no Russian would ever tolerate Nazis. Because in World War II, the Russian people lost 26 million lives fighting them. The U.S.'s assertion that Russia invaded and took Crimea is utter balderdash, but that they're saying these lies and propaganda to establish credibility and confidence with the public once again is to confuse what agendas are really at play here. The fact that Washington was behind the coup that overthrew the democratically elected government in Ukraine in 2014, once again verifiable fact is just part and parcel of certain factions. The warmongering neocon and neocon liberal factions are demonizing Russia for what they are responsible for in order to escalate tensions with Russia and move to a profit-making Cold War or even outright war itself. For Comey and Rogers to call this an invasion displays either ignorance or a lack of integrity. In my humble opinion, It's a severe 
lack of integrity, and I won't express what I really think about the fuckery going on, but the truth, Renegade Nation, in short, is that the Russian-speaking Crimea voted in open elections to go back to Russia, and the same goes for the eastern part of Ukraine, the Donetsk and the Lugansk regions. I mean, once again, Russian-speaking people who want no part of the Nazi-installed Ukrainian government. These ongoing political agendas at play in the swamp called D.C. are also behind the targeted news leaks, the stories planted on the prostitutes by the intelligence services about Russian interference in the presidential election and Trump being involved. It's going on all the time. To degrees, it's, it's ludicrous. This, my friends, is all about protecting the massive military security budget and powers. Trump threatened both the budget, budget and the power when he declared that his policy would be to normalize relations with Russia. If relations are normalized, the carefully orchestrated Russian threat disappears. The intelligence services are not willing for this to happen. The US intelligence services prefer the risk of nuclear Armageddon to a budget cut. Americans, people everywhere actually need to understand that the political competition between the Democrats and the Republicans is over which party gets to collect the money for being the whore for the one percenters. Traditionally, the party in the White House gets most of the money, so that is where both parties want to be. That's the way it's always been. It's just that the fever pitch of blatantly false accusations is beyond rational, which says volumes as to what is at stake to this corrupt system, that thing called DC. What's really sad here is that Trump won't fire Comey and Rogers as they have lied under oath, because he cannot fire them. If he fires them, the Democrats and the prostitutes in the media will explain the firings as proof that Trump is a Russian agent and is covering up his treason by removing those investigating it. Do you see where this is going? That's why there is so much talk of impeaching Trump. They are trying to set him up, plain and simple. Trump can't even count on the Republican Party. Most Republicans are also dependent on political contributions from the military security complex. And Republicans know that the intelligence agencies have all the dirt on them. To fight for Trump is to expose themselves. Okay, I'm taking another break here. When I come back, I'm going to talk further into how the media is being controlled, not just in the U.S., but across Europe. This is Everly Isby. I'll be right back. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. a few more dots here and that is the tie between intelligence and the media um it's undeniable that the cia controls the media both in europe and in the u.s 
a book by uh, a guy named Udo Ulfkot. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right or close to right. The book's name is uh, Gefaustke Journalisten, in which he exposed the CIA's hold on European journalists when it was published in Germany in 2014. An English language edition of the book uh, called Journalists for Hire, How the CIA Buys the News, is due out in May. Sounds like an interesting read. Uh, in the meantime, Joel Whitney's book, Thinks, How the CIA Tricked the World's Best Writers, suffices to establish that America's most respected journalists drank the CIA's Kool-Aid and thought they were saving freedom by serving up propaganda dictated to them by the CIA. People in the West need to understand that if the news they receive bears in any way on the interests of the U.S. military security complex, the news is scripted by the CIA. The CIA serves its own interests, not the interests of the people, American people, or the interests of peace. The CIA is a private, mostly foreign-owned corporation for profit. It is not a legitimate agency of government. But then again, the government of the United States is not a legitimate government either. <laughs> oh, coincidence, coincidence, right? How does that work? Uh, I'll be talking more into that stuff in another show. Because that stuff is really interesting when you get into the real shit about that stuff. But what is becoming clear these days is that the U.S. and probably the entire Western world, or that is the, the American empire, has entered into an era in which respect for truth does not exist in public and private institutions. We've been watching this develop for some time. Think, for example, how propaganda and outright lies led us into the Iraqi war. The U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003. The U.S. troops were not pulled out until of Iraq until 2011. We fought for eight years in Iraq, and whether or not they were pulled out they are back in Iraq once again. And what has been accomplished? Once again, lies for war go unpunished. And we're back in Iraq because of the ISIS mess the U.S. and its uh, allies caused and has been clearly shown that they have supported them in all their various factions so they can make more profit, first escalating conflict and then turning around to fix what they created in the first place. Washington and its prostitutes then lied about Libya and destroyed that prosperous country. They lied about Assad's use of chemical weapons against his own people, where the facts have been established, firmly established, that those chemical weapons were smuggled into Syria through Turkey and utilized by various mercenary factions that did this evil deed against the people of Syria. It was not Assad. And once again, these mercenary factions were supported by U.S. and NATO. They would have destroyed Syria as well and toppled Assad's government had it not been for the Russians. And I have to say that that's one reason for the uptick in Russia's demonization. The U.S. and NATO had serious egg on their face because it proved that the U.S. and NATO were not trying by any means to eradicate the Western propaganda of a civil war in Syria. It became obvious that they created it to get rid of Assad and install a puppet regime. Obama 
Hillary, and Victoria Nuland then turned on Russia, first overthrowing the democratically elected government in Ukraine with a Nazi regime, and when the Crimean people voted to reunite with Russia, their historic homeland, the Obama regime and its media whores falsely alleged Russia invaded the Ukraine. Huh. These false charges repeated endlessly to this day by the Western prostitute media and the DC stooges became the justification for economic sanctions against Russia that Washington imposed on its European vassals to follow suit entirely at their expense. The sanctions against Russia helped to severely and negatively affect Europe's economy. So it just shows that the craven cowards the European governments actually are and who they are stooges for. One of the reasons Donald Trump was elected president was his commitment to normalizing relations with Russia and he stated that he was reconsidering the actual continuation of NATO in the first place because NATO ceased to have a purpose after the collapse of the Soviet Union back in the early 1990s. What is that, 35 years? They've had no threat in Europe <laughs> from Russia, <laughs> and yet we still have uh, a military, uh, an aggressive military uh, protecting nothing. Anyway, uh, uh, so Trump's commitment you know, to, to do these kind of things constitutes a direct threat to the power and profit of the U.S. military security complex, whose $1,000 billion annual budget requires a major threat to continue qualifying for those tax dollars that they lap up each year, and the one who provides that fake threat is Russia. Consequently, American propaganda and bald-faced lies spread fear of Russia and Putin throughout the American empire. The empire's response to those who confront this propaganda with the facts is to denounce those with the facts as Russian agents or Putin dupes. The hatred of Russia that has been spread by the neocons and the prostitute media has resulted, for example, in Republican Senator John McCain <coughs> to actually calling on the Senate floor Republican Senator Rand Paul as a person who, quote, is now working for Vladimir Putin, unquote, for simply objecting to the tiny country of Montenegro being made a NATO member. These outrageous accusations that are just flying out of these, these people's mouths just shows you the manic spewing of false rhetoric to confuse and divide us beyond reason and rationality. It's beyond the pale, Renegade Nation. I hope you're seeing through this. Many of you probably are, but I found a lot of people being confused and unsure by all of this because they're following mainstream media and they've got their head twisted on backwards. And there's another Republican trying to stop Trump, none other than Lindsey Graham, who sponsored the act that, listen to this, allows the government to arbitrarily imprison anyone without a trial or a lawyer. All they need do is claim you're associated with terrorism. However, the definition of terrorism has expanded to anyone domestically. In other words, any American who disagrees or objects to government policy in any way they choose. Lindsey Graham sponsored this abomination of an act that further diminishes the Constitution by changing the definition of a single word. Isn't that inspiring? 
So the definition of terrorism was changed for political gain. And also, uh, this is outside of the subject matter, but it's something I will be talking once again to in regards to the foreign-owned corporations for profit that are masquerading as legitimate government. They changed another definition of a word, a legal definition of a word, commonly known as the word person. If you're familiar with that, uh, I'll talk to most. In fact, I think the next show I'm going to dedicate to uh, some of the history regarding how they have screwed this country uh, and all of the Western world uh, through the use of things like the definition of words, how they're spelled, capitalizations of them, and so on and so forth in what they call dog Latin and other devious ploys, very deceitful things they do. But anyway... Uh, enough of that. I'm going to get back to this. Um, let's see, where was I? Well, uh, you know, so, you know, him for, for Lindsey Graham to change the definition of the word terrorism, terrorism to make it so broad that just about anybody who has a disagreement with government policy, isn't that inspiring? I'm so happy he did that. Anyway, these are the two Republicans who are trying to also say that Trump was not wiretapped but further implying that there was no surveillance whatsoever in any form. Now, does that make sense to you at all? I mean, it's not news. It's already well established that everyone's conversations, emails, texts, and so on are automatically collected and stored, available at any time they want to get the dirt on absolutely anyone. Snowden Assange's WikiLeaks verified that, and the recent resignation by General Flynn was based on recorded private and confidential conversations by intelligence of the general speaking with a Russian ambassador and leaking it to the press. Uh, why, would, why wouldn't Trump Tower also be surveilled? Everybody else is. Seems like they're all conveniently forgetting in their uh, mass lying about, oh, there's no surveillance of the Trump Tower. No, no, no. They're just all conveniently forgetting how Flint's demise came about. Right? Hmm. They're so full of holes. They're, 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 it's so obvious. I'm amazed, actually, that people are confused by some of this stuff. I mean, do you believe these threatening and accusatory statements flying around? I hope not. Just know that few of these people in D.C. can speak truth because they're up to their eyeballs in compromising acts of collusion, fraud, and God knows what other illegal activities, perhaps even pedophilia. So it's no wonder they're shaking in their boots and flying around with their hair fire on fire. <laughs> oh, I'm getting ready to close here, but I want to direct you uh, back to my links if you get a chance, there's two videos there that are really interesting. I think you might find them interesting anyway. They, I, they interested me. Um, the first one is with James Gilliland, uh, which sets up the understanding of the second video that I put up. Uh, these two videos are expanding on the activity that's been going on in Antarctica that I've been talking about. And it's taking it out to a much more global picture of the takedown of the criminal syndicates and of the DUMS, which are the deep underground military bases and the massive tunneling that support these bases and underground facilities around the world. I think you might find it very interesting to say the least. So check it out if you can. Okay, I'm signing off. I hope you found this interesting and informative. As always, thanks for listening.
This is Everly Isby connecting the dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. And remember, read between the lines, keep your balance, and especially keep your sense of humor. That's the most important thing. See you soon. Bye.